It is Sunday, July the 3rd, 2022. Welcome to the Zodiac chat line. I am your host, Tanae. And as always, I have the lovely Cancer Cassie with me. Because we are in Cancer season. Oh, oh, ah, ah, uh, Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. What's up, girl? How was your, how was your, how was your revolution around the sun? How was the birthday? Solar return was pretty good, you know. Okay. Um, it's uh, dumpster fire of a world, notwithstanding. <laughs> it, it was great fun. Um, got to see some old friends of mine, which is very cancer mood, you know. H- hang out with people who you've known for twenty years, um, and yeah, celebrate with my family, which is also a cancer mood. And unfortunately, uh. My husband was closely exposed to COVID, but he gets a few days off and we get to all hang out together at home. So that's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm not closely exposed. Yeah, I know. This is like the third time it's happened. Some knock on wood. <laughs> uh, hashtag, uh, what did they call y'all? Essential workers at the beginning of the pand- pandemic. Mm-hmm. That's the most ins- like So girl. insulting. Girl, girl. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> really, that's yeah y'all don't pay them like essential but hey that's Hello. another conversation for another day mm-hmm. um but since we are in the full swing of cancer season right now um it's okay to be in your fields guys it's okay yes. to cry mm-hmm. um i was telling cassie and coral earlier i throw on a good undercover boss episode and ball my eyes <laughs> out it's amazing um all the joy that they bring to these employees that just don't know mm. um so mm-hmm. i am here for the good cancer season feel and vibes which are getting turned up because um yeah we have a lot of movement with mm-hmm. the planets um currently we have the sun in cancer the moon is in virgo um and we have mercury and venus and gemini but mercury is doing what making its way to cancer so we're gonna Mm -hmm. talk about these feels Mm -hmm. um on tuesday and joining mercury there um mercury on tuesday moving into cancer we have mars moving into taurus leaving the (laughs) comfortable placement of aries Mm -hmm. and slowing its ass all the way down Mm -hmm. um in taurus so taking action is probably going to be a slow and steady uh, pace, which I think is really good considering all of the bullshit happening right now, mm-hmm. is that uh, a fast action isn't going to get us long-term results. That's real. And in the midst of all this cancer season energy, when you're going to be dealing with your emotions and speaking about them and feeling them come to your surface when you watch Undercover Boss or binge <laughs> those good news Instagram accounts where like everything is really happy <laughs> tears, um, is to not feel the need to react to every single emotion you have. And so Mars and Taurus just pulling us back a little. Take a, Just take a nice nap about it. You know, eat <laughs> yes. a wheel of cheese. Like, do yes. something that feels mm, Again, go, ba- go back to nurturing and mothering yourself. That's mm-hmm. the best way um, to really handle your emotions is like, you know, because if you think about it, for most of us, our mothers were the first person that we exchanged emotions with. And so whether they were good or bad, because not everybody has a very has a good maternal experience, mm-hmm. you know, um, but 
but that nurturing, what that means for everyone is so comforting. Mm -hmm. um, and cancer does rule the fourth house of home. So, you know, um, Venus is still in Gemini. So go ahead, flirt away. Do what you gotta do. <laughs> Don't take it too seriously to get caught up in your feelings and shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just eating ice cream out of container. Bitch, Always. yes. Yes, very that much is, a cancer that is, season mood. <laughs> that is an all year round thing, but cancer season especially. Cancer tour, yes, with the Mars movie. Yes, mm -hmm. girl, the whole, mm -hmm. all of that. All Please of it. Add fudge on top if you want, whatever. Yeah. Um, And then we still do have a couple of retrograde planets. Those are the outer planets. We have Saturn and Aquarius, um, Neptune and Pisces retrograde, and... um. Pluto and Capricorn retrograde. So those three are still all retrograde. I think the best is having Neptune retrograde in Pisces because it allows us to be a lot clearer from our daydreams and their, the illusions. A lot of things that you didn't see before may now become a little bit clearer. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was talking to Cassie and Coral earlier about Saturn and Aquarius and Saturn and Aquarius is, is comfortable um, because uh, Saturn was Aquarius's original ancient ruler um, but Aquarius is also the rebel and it's pretty much looking at dad being like, bro, you fucking up. So mm -hmm. it's really challenging the authority. And as you can see throughout our country, we are challenging the authorities authority because, you know, to, for us Americans, the Supreme court of the United States is the highest law in the land. And now we're all kind of questioning why is that? Because it doesn't have everyone's interest at heart. It has the highest law of the land's interest at heart. And that's questioning um, the authority along with Pluto retrograding in Capricorn. Again, transformation from the authority and the paternal figures and realizing like the founding forefathers didn't know shit and neither do the dudes in charge now. Lifetime appointments made a lot of sense when people only lived to be 39. <laughs> Right. You know we, what I mean? Yeah. Like, we, we make people retire at 65, but we got people in there at 78. The fuck you know about it? And you're not going to be here in like five Thank years, you. yo. Like, this, you're not going to be here. You're going to be ashes and the planet's still burning. Like, you're not a fucking stakeholder in what the <laughs> EPA does to regulate poisons in water today, baby, because this is going to affect unborn children who y'all are so fucking concerned about having in this world, except that water poisoning is one of the very worst things that a fetus can be exposed to because everything that goes into a mother gets concentrated 10 times in a fetus. That's why we have to have fucking regulations on what the fuck goes in the water. Oh, you mean like how Flint, still, Flint Michigan still got dirty ass water and that motherfucker Rick Snyder is just chilling? Oh, Taking fun. the fun. Taking fun. the fun. Taking fun. the fun. Mm -hmm. And then we're years into this. This is what, like eight, nine? I mean, this is years. And years ago. Mm -hmm. Look, me and Cassie gonna ride for Michigan. I don't care about the rest mm -hmm. of y'all. We go right for our state. That's right. So I encourage everyone to continue with all of this to try and stay as high vibrational as you can because the, um, they want us to be as low vibrational as possible. They want us to cave and feel like there is nothing else that is out there that we are trapped. And that is not the truth. That is a false reality. I don't want y'all to ever think that no matter what they tell you, what they say, we still all have free will, even mm -hmm. if it doesn't feel like it. And it's up to us to voice that and to stand up and let them know they fucking up. 
Yep. I mean, come on. All Fuck of us. Our constitutional generation rights. X to the alpha generation. Mm -hmm. Um, who, by the way, shout out to the 14 year old that figured out how to put the Supreme Court justices shit on blast. You to go this year. Mm -hmm. You get to go. Yeah. It's your year, sir. Do you want to be a Supreme Court justice? Because honestly, because <laughs> you probably could <laughs> go for it. Like, but I was going to say, but on the best note about the Supreme Court justices, y'all know what happened this week. The Honorable Kataji Brown Jackson. What, what, what? My girl got, hey, she got sworn in. So it's official. They let her walk into a fire, but it's cool. She got that Virgo mm -hmm. Earth energy. She going to just make mm -hmm. it happen. So. Ma'am, we salute you. Thank you so much for uh, being the first African-American woman to accomplish this feat, to have the most qualifications out of everybody on uh, the Supreme Court that you are sitting with to have surpassed them. Um, and we just we're thankful that you got a space at the table. That's right. And you know what? I hope she doesn't have imposter syndrome because I w I'd mm -hmm. like to, to give a little um, anecdote about imposter syndrome and why I don't have that anymore. Okay. I worked in a law firm whose clients were corporations, like mostly giant corporations. And I was in a meeting where we were onboarding a new client and the attorney from this company, a fortune 100 company, uh, my boss said, Hey, we're going to need access to your warranty records for these cases that we're going to, you know, fight for you guys. And this man said, um, I don't know how we will get you access to those records. And I actually don't even know if we keep records on warranties. So here's a white man <laughs> in his fifties or sixties, likely getting paid seven or eight figures a year for that job because he's an attorney for a fortune 100 company who not only doesn't know how we're going to get it, doesn't know if it exists. And I truly in that moment was like, damn, nobody knows shit. Like, anywhere <laughs> I am, it's very likely that half the people in that room don't know shit. So if I know a little bit, I'm probably doing okay. Fuck it. I'm here. So I love that. I Listen, that's it, y'all. Half the people in the room channel no your shit. inner white man and Emma, just ooh, pretend girl. like you're supposed to be there. <laughs> exactly, channel that inner entitlement. Channel yeah. that inner. How dare you? How dare you? Question. How dare you? Question me. My my, my male patriarchiness. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Yeah. So guys, uh, we are so freaking excited. About oh my our gosh. Guest. We have decided that Leos love us and we love the Leos. Um, and so our guest is always keeping it live with us in the chat. Um, and she is an amazing human being and does really fascinating things. And we're so excited to talk about it with her. So we are going to bring on Gotta Be Goldie. She's going to hop on and we're going to talk to her um about herself and all of those fun things right. and some other things yeah. so janelle is a leo sun uh -huh. and a gemini moon gemini moon and a libra rising mm -hmm. hello welcome i'm trying to change my mood because after we listed <laughs> that is america I'm sorry. We always end up talking about it. Yeah. 
Because you know why? Necessary. There you go. Like, what the fuck? There you and go. Is that's that's how we keep it. But like you said, we're gonna carry the confidence of a white man. <laughs> and get this stuff, get this stuff going. So uh, tell us what you hey, know. Jamaica, hey Janine. <laughs> Sorry, I got I got fans in the chat. I know you yeah. <laughs> we, we listen. We know Leo State was a fan. <laughs> Um, so Janelle, tell us what you kidding. know about being a Leo. Oh, so many things. I'm too much of everything. Very dramatic. <laughs> um, I think the misconception I often have to, I don't defend it, but like, we don't have an inflated ego out of thinking we're the shit. We have an inflated ego, it seems to be out of insecurity. We want everybody to like us, you know what I'm saying? So when we come off as, oh, she thinks a lot of herself. No, really, I'm trying to get you to be my friend. (laughs) But um, outside of that, you know, we like to have fun. We like to socialize. We like to be in the spotlight. That kind of thing. All right. Well, for sure. sure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So. Um, you have a very, uh, you have actually a, a, a nice chart. Um, it reflects. <laughs> so it's just me fucking up. Okay. okay. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Not in the stars. It's no. just me. Okay. okay. Just well, kidding. Well, let me, let me, let me, let, hear, hear me out. Hear me out though. You do have a nice chart, but there are some placements, like your placements are comfortable, but the houses that they in create some challenges. Um, so what I will say is you have your son in Leo and we, son in Leo, you know, that's where it's supposed to be. That's where Mm -hmm. y'all shine the brightest. Everybody gets their inspiration from Leo's ability to shine and be themselves. Right. Um, but it is in the 11th house, which is ruled by your opposite Aquarius, um, which is about communities and groups. And so, uh, my question to you is how did you find your tribe? I feel like I'm still finding it. Mm-hmm. I feel like the more authentic I become, people are naturally vibrating out. Mm-hmm. And I'm having this feeling of, damn, where'd everybody go? But it's making sense now because it was like an inauthentic connection. Mm. So like, I'm just trying to lean into being more of myself and knowing that they will come but like all my friendships that i have that are like really strong is because i'm my most authentic self with them so Mm -hmm. continue to lean into that because aquarians are all about authenticity authenticity that's what the 11th house is about um and being able to shine and be your authentic self is the best way to attract the same type of energy that you really need and um it gets lonely when you start to vibrate high because not everybody's got can come with you not everybody's on the same page and it's okay because the right ones will um and you're learning that inauthentic you know connections really don't serve you very well mhm not at all it's, yeah, that's a, a very interesting, like Leo's son in the 11th house is such an interesting placement because you, you, the 11th house is beyond our career and our social stature. It is really like 
okay, who, how do we fit into humanity, into these like human groups, you know? And I think, you know, a lot of people are probably going through a similar thing right now and maybe over the past couple of years is just the pandemic and everything we've been through has exposed like these are so there are so many areas that are fucked up and need attention and when you see people who are like that's not fucked up this is okay you're like what like i can't even be around you you know and um and i think those of us who are more maybe empathetic are like clawing for what's the what's next for humanity right like what how do we as a group do better for for everybody and you have the ability to shine within whatever group you find that feels like they they relate to your vibration you know um but be be discerning in that because you don't have to settle for anyone who's any groups that don't deserve you (laughs) That's yeah. interesting because, like, <laughs> I've always had a, I'm going to save the world mentality. <laughs> and um, like you said, it's just a matter of how to go about it. So I've had that, like, dynamic playoff, like, all my life. Like, I want to just be somewhere where I feel like I make a difference. So, you know, I used the term earlier, like, not necessarily a cult leader, okay? Like that. But <laughs> however, um, <laughs> your ability to be able to shine within a group and lead that group and have them kind of follow you is really heightened. That was funny. With, <laughs> with your sun and your Mercury in the 11th house because you mm. are destined to lead and speak through your voice. Um, so continue to find your authentic voice within groups and continue to find your authentic self, um, because it will guide you in the best way. Um, and that was like, I love, I love that placement, um, for you. I think it, I think that you going through finding your tribe is, is what you need right now. Um, because it's allowing you to become who you're supposed to be. That makes sense. Um, I would like to talk about a- <laughs> yes. oh, we have we so are- much more tea to be sipped, yes. Jamaica. Just you wait. Um, <laughs> we um, so you have a very uh, rare aspect in your chart, which is Saturn and Uranus in conjunction. So um, that what happens that once <laughs> once every forty five years. Um, so not it won't happen again until well, I'm not going to say I don't want to give away your birth year. It's fine, um, but. So Saturn is the planet of limitations, of discipline, of um, kind of like dad energy, traditional authoritative energy. Saturn in our charts often shows us our karma or lessons that we have to learn. And Uranus is the planet of originality, of new ideas, of breaking free. So to have these two planets so close together um, creates some tension within your personality, right? Like the the desire to be cautious, but also to throw caution to the wind. Um, And you have both of these in Sagittarius and they're both in retrograde. So you feel this energy very deeply within you. And Sagittarius is such a generally like free placement, right? Like it wants to be, 
It wants to explore. It doesn't want to be hindered. Um, but Saturn can be, you know, Saturn's trying to limit. <laughs> Saturn shows you your, your limitations, right? Like we all have them. Um, it can, it's, this tension often leads to reinvention. Like reinvention is a theme in your life. Mm. And you have this conjunction in your third house, which is usually ruled by Gemini, um, which is your house of communication and, and your sort of local life, your, um, your siblings and s travel around like your community. Um, mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask you, how have you experimented in how you communicate and what kind of lessons have you learned about speaking out in your community or in, even in, within your friends and family? I really relate to what you were saying as far as the tension goes of like being cautious and then not giving the fuck. At the <laughs> um, I have a thing and I was, first of all, I think I have ADHD. So that's a whole nother subject. But um, I say that because I run from routine and structure and discipline because it's like, how fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> Spirit. But I am hella chaotic when I don't have any of that. So, you know what I'm saying? So I relate to that. Experimenting is kind of tricky because I get into my head a lot about things going right. Like, I want it to be perfect. So it's like <laughs> the experiment isn't like foolproof. Like, oh, I got this. It's like, eh, I don't want to, you know, but I'm trying to, like you said, reinvention is a theme so mm -hmm. every so often um life events will happen and then i'll be pushed into like let's just just throw the blueprint away we're just gonna start <laughs> over we're just gonna start over let's start fresh and i'll you know go through a metamorphosis so to speak and mm -hmm. feel more comfortable in that space but communication is still a struggle for me I love to talk. I love to socialize and stuff like that. But the in-between phase I'm in as far as finding my tribe, it's like testing it out with people, if you get what I'm saying. Like, sure. I feel like mm -hmm. people have to be learning discernment with who is what I'm going through right now. Because mm -hmm. I don't want to waste my time talking to the wrong people either. You feel me? Like, I, do. I got... I got real shit to say. <laughs> but once you start, um, the right people will hear you and the wrong people <laughs> um, and the wrong people will tell you what you say. Will try and tell you what you mean. Mm. If that makes any sense. Mm. Like that's that's not what I said, but for them that's what they heard. Cool, cool, cool. And, mm -hmm. and let it go. Um that makes sense. Speaking of reinvention, you have another little fun aspect. Um, you have Venus in Cancer. Cute. Real sentimental. Real cute, right? <laughs> but it's at zero degrees, which is amazing. If you ever, if anybody ever looks at their chart, zero degrees means that it is the beginning of that sign's energy. And so it's not diluted. It is strictly pure. And you're able to kind of transform it and learn as a child through it. Um, I have my moon at zero degrees, so learning to navigate these emotions. Um, but you, for having Venus at zero degrees, um, it says that you are incarnated to start all over again in relationships. 
And you have a lot of interesting aspects when it comes to relationships in your chart. Um, you are a Libra rising and Libra normally rules the seventh house, but for you, it is ruling your first house. Um, and while your initial, uh, interaction with people is very much like uh, trying to balance that partnership and figure out you have Mars, <laughs> the planet of bitches me, um, <laughs> like in your seventh house right. in Aries. And in that Aries. is a very intense placement for Mars already, but it's uncomfortable in the seventh house in partnerships because um, it's, it just is like, I don't want to like Aries is, this is about me. Yeah. yeah, Not about us. (laughs) Not about us. (laughs) So how do you not dominate in your partnerships, but also maintain your own individuality? Whoa. That's complex. Okay. (laughs) So I think in my, in my current relationship, um, I think I really just had to learn how to be a teammate, which is not (laughs) easy with everything that she said, right? Um, I think when you're not cognizant, I think it's a human thing. If you're not building self-awareness and working on yourself, it is easy for it to be, it's all about me and my feelings and my hurts and my pain and my trauma and you're not going to fuck with me <laughs> type of energy that we bring into a relationship. But that's very like, it's not only inconsiderate, but it doesn't let people in. Like they never get in to really like get to know you and stuff like that. So I feel like currently it's been trial and error, but um, just trying to be a good teammate. We, um, have a little girl she's two and definitely since she's came into the picture we have learned to like really meet each other where we're at and like Uh. that that give and take and like I said it's not perfect all the time but the understanding and openness like I said self-awareness goes a long way with everybody so when you're able to be in that space it's a lot different in the past (laughs) <laughs> wasn't in those spaces <laughs> so it was lots of yelling lots of fighting lots of uh-uh and it's it's different this time around and it's kind of to see like oh this is what healthy looks like <laughs> is is it's nice but nice. um sometimes I do have to reel back like that's your teammate, not your enemy. Okay, mm-hmm. like you know, I gotta gouge nobody out, eyes out today. Okay, really it's right. It's you and your partner versus the problem, not you versus exactly. Your partner. Yeah, mm-hmm. and even what I like I said, you have to check in often because when you don't, you always think you're coming from a good place. Mm-hmm. You always mm-hmm. think you're coming from good intentions. And you realize, like, oh, that was kind of shitty what I said <laughs> earlier today. Let me just <laughs> apologize, which is not easy for the Leo and me to do. So I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, no. You want something to eat? <laughs> That's you Venus know. and Cancer talking right there. Let me feed you, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me show you my sunshine first, but I'm going to feed you. Um, that's you know and i i guess you know venus and cancer mars and aries like that's a that's a spicy little combo girl yeah (laughs) i was curious about um with those two 
aspect, you know, those two placements and also the fact that that Saturn Uranus conjunction I mentioned earlier is directly opposite your Venus in Cancer. And so to me, all of this is like, um, we're like a tension between wanting a very traditional relationship where you play like the traditional mom role and the wife role and also wanting absolutely nothing to fucking do with that sometimes. <laughs> so how I think, you I'm know, one thing. You're doing very great. much all of that. First of all, wow. I feel um, so called out. <laughs> You saw in a good it. way because <laughs> self-awareness, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, that definitely happens a lot. Because um, I tell everybody, like, if you had asked me, if you had told me four years ago I was going to be a mother of a two-year-old now, I'd be like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but, um, I do, I always dreamed of, like, traditional, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom, I'm going to be real cute. And then, like, you know, it's parts of me that are like, I don't want to be bound to anything. Mm-hmm. It's kind of late for that now, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> well, yeah, because it's because because the talk about being a mother is not ne- is never going to be the epitome of it's about me. It's literally yeah. just the opposite. Like mm-hmm. you were always now second to someone else, and that is mm-hmm. a hard pill to swallow. Even though I am a huge proponent, and it's of- rude that they don't really say that up front. <laughs> like that, part. it's in the fine print. It is. It's That's something that should be at the top. Yep. It's in the fine print with going mm-hmm. to the eye doctor and trying to scan down and see yeah. if you can read it. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me forever is going? I have needs too. I have wants too. Okay, but and, and know, she's cute, so makes <laughs> up for a lot. Um, so yes, you got a lot of fire energy, a lot of spicy energy. Um, mm. so how do you prevent burnout? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> haven't quite figured out yet that's funny it's like everything y'all are saying i've talked within the last week i told y'all i really feel like i have adhd so i've been looking up stuff about adhd burnout adhd burnout but within the last month or two i have done a better job of listening to my body Mm -hmm. way before it gets to the point of um i do um I'm telling all my business on here, but it'll help somebody. Um, I have anxiety and panic disorder. Mm. And I've noticed over the years that once I get to that point, it's been a lot of like not listening to myself before Mm. it erupted. Um, So like, especially as a mom, there's a lot of stress that comes in that like you don't know how to take on and you're just trying to like push through because you think that's the mom thing to do. So like since she's become a little bit more independent, I have scaled back on and like, okay, when you're hungry, eat. When you're (laughs) thirsty, drink. When you're sleepy, sleep. And it's just like, wow, how a, a basic concept like that would keep things from happening. You know what I'm saying? But it's relearning what I need at this point. So mm-hmm. it's still a process, though, because like you said, with all the fire energy, it's like where to channel it. 
what's healthy for me to channel all this energy into so that I have balance and don't feel like that. So mm -hmm. and that's, um, you know, fire energy is something that needs to be balanced, not controlled, but kind of balanced. And you have mm -hmm. fixed fire, which, you know, stays and stays the course maybe longer than necessary but hey i'm with you on the fixed energy yeah um and then you have mutable fire which as we said we never know um and we kind of did like put all your elementals together and a mixture of like what your qualities the elements and uh, modalities are and it turns out you have a lot of sagittarius like you have a lot of that type of energy which mm. is mutable fire that is always going somewhere. Um, and I think the best ways, honestly, for fire signs to channel their energy is physical activity. Um, being able Ew. to like, <laughs> <laughs> being able to get it out as far as like, I mean, and that can be, it doesn't have to be. I've been taking be walks like lately, so that makes screaming, sense. Screaming, but it could be, it could be screaming. It could be like going into, I don't know how you feel. I'm just, you know what I always wanted to do? The rec yes. Yes, or the rec room. Wanted, like going into the rec, like getting yeah. it. So using the fire energy to dynamically get it out. So going into mm. like a rec room, um, whatever you need to do to just get that energy out. I know when I said physical, I don't mean like a walk. I mean, you could do a walk, but I'm talking about like more stuff where you can feel your Rage. energy. Yeah. Just don't go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If you want to go, listen, Makes please sense. don't. We will yeah. start a bail. Listen, oh, no. we will start a bail fund for you just in case. <laughs> True. We support. We gonna make sure our people mm -hmm. don't stay in there. But it, it doesn't but just, sound like somewhere I want to be. So. Girl, no, no. So look, look you haven't pretty, got a good review yet. You too pretty. <laughs> you too pretty to go to jail. Let it go. Yeah. You know? That's okay. listen. Hello. Mm -hmm. Um. So I would definitely find some sort of. I have an Aries moon, and so for me, if I get very like overwhelmed or anything like that, I want to go to a boxing ring or do something where I can get the physical boxing. energy out that and then it's fun. like it's not stuck in me and you're a Gemini moon so communication and writing journaling all of that is also probably going to help you I would say if with the ADHD start just start writing if you have if you're starting to feel like oh my god I'm going crazy just start writing the thoughts down they don't have to mean anything but get them out rather than having them ruminate in your head I'm big on journaling. Like, I'm a big yeah. journaling enthusiast. Okay. Ever since I got my um, anxiety diagnosis, it's definitely helped me, like, get it all out and not have it up here. So. Stick with it. I'm also a fan of audio journals. If you've never heard that before, speaking it out. Oh, yes. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. a whole nother, like, <laughs> like you said, sometimes the physical comes out like that. Like, I can't just write this. I got to talk about it. So yeah, I definitely mm -hmm. understand that. That's such good advice. So we're going to talk about our favorite thing to talk about is the North Node, your karmic path. We love to talk about that. Um, and what the <laughs> karmic path is, is that it is um, the sign that was rising on the horizon at the time of your birth. And it's pretty much how your soul has placed an imprint on this world and what your soul's destiny is here to do. Okay. Very different from what um, maybe your sun placements or any of your other like uh, regular placements are here to do. Those are like um, expressed kind of in reality. I guess that's the best way to say it or expressed like very obviously your Leo sun is expressed through all the sunshine. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. all of that. 
So your north node um, is in Pisces in the sixth house, and you are called on the way of devotion. And it is quite the interesting path because it asks you to balance selfishness with selflessness. Um, and it also calls for you to find a person, a cause, or something to devote your life to. And I do know, because I was creeping on your IG, um, that you... <laughs> Duh. Um, that what we, did you find? <laughs> you, you and I um, have something very similar in common. You are a birth and postpartum doula, which I love, absolutely love and adore. Um, and I will tell you this for your karmic path and for your career, you are absolutely on the right path um, to mm. continue with that. Um, but the suggestion for your karmic path is to avoid worry, learn to relax, and let the What a be. fucking bullshit suggestion. <laughs> bullshit. I'm full of worry. I've been oh, talking about the whole episode. I know, right? Right. Okay. Pay attention right. to your feelings and acknowledge your mission. Um, but mm. what Cass and I talked about earlier is that Virgos tend to worry and be very anxious. Like, that is their sign. And... Pisces, they're like, fuck it. And so the <laughs> other end of the not worrying is allowing faith to step in and having faith Woo. that everything is going to be okay. And you have to, you know, you started at the south node of Virgo. So you started very perfectionist and mm. anxiety, you know, like you're starting at that and you have to kind of release that and move towards the Pisces energy of um, really just letting things go and having faith. And it's in the sixth house of Virgo's service. And so just making sure that you don't get so lost in the service that you get lost. Mm, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So like I became a birth and postpartum doula like in the middle of the pandemic right after I had my baby. I was very passionate about like going through that whole process like how much it's needed mm -hmm. especially in our community girl say um, in the black community say loud we say black in the here. black community <laughs> we say black here we say black black <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest with you um a job like that you really have to be in position to give that person everything that they're due and because i had my own child that was impossible for me i just mm -hmm. did not feel right fully stepping into it and not be, and being like I got my own baby to take care of like you know what I'm saying that's not fair to anyone who needs that around mm -hmm. the clock type of care however I speak about it a lot because if I can't do anything else I'm going to speak up and use my voice for that and um <clears throat> I want to start a blog and that's definitely something I want to be a part of it. Not just that entirely, but because of the disparities and all the things that are going on, it's just very important. So I know like with everything that you said, I'm like, Oh, getting called out again. Cool. No, no, I honestly, honestly, you actually um, resonated with something that, because I took a break from it because I was not emotionally ready to be there, like you said, mm -hmm. and, 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 and I never wanted somebody to get shortchanged from exactly. their experience. And I, just like you, was like, oh, black women need the support because we are dying at an un, 
a ridiculous rate prior to this whole shitter fuck that just happened. Um, so even and more so. You know what's crazy? When that shit happened, I'm like, really felt like God was telling me like, so I'm going to end up doing this shit anyway, huh? <laughs> Like, I already said to myself, I was glad I got the certification because when she got old enough to where I could explore it, I'll come back to it. But shit like this happens and it's like, everybody going to have to be all hands on deck in a minute because... How you think our ancestors did it? Exactly. Because if y'all didn't know, everybody in the chat, (laughs) black women made up midwifery. It's our shit. It was stolen and whitewashed, but it's our shit. It was our titties that were feeding your children. Remember that shit, too. (laughs) But but that's too much for you to swallow. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. So we're going to I'm going to segue real quick. So the crystal you should look up is. Thank you, Jamaica. We love Jamaica. We're going to see you next week, girl. Mm -hmm. Um, Your crystal and gemstone is sugar light. It connects individuals to their reason for existence and supports the feeling of having a mission. This stone reveals methods of embodying the divine. What color is form. that? I think it's like a purple. Like a... I feel okay. like it's a purple. Um, and then the stone information, the stone affirmation is I am safe and protected within my own bubble of light. And I work to bring Ooh. reality to my deepest dreams, as well as the collective dream of planet life of light. Ooh. Okay. So that is a really, right. really good one. So, instead of a game, we love Janelle and we want to keep it talking with her. So, we have decided to do hot tea chat with a Leo queen. Mm-hmm. Again, black women. <laughs> hello. Hello. <laughs> yes. Hello. Mine's Rose. I'm sorry. Hey. Mm. <laughs> Somebody ain't got to work tomorrow. That's right. Nobody really cares about that day. But anyway, thanks for the day off. Right. Okay. Even though y'all have nothing to celebrate. (laughs) No, my uterus isn't feeling very free right now. But go on. Go on. Or my black ass. Hello. Hello. Or my black gay ass. All of this. Is it 2022 or 19? So speaking of, speaking of. We are going to start with this lovely uh, Leo queen, Miss Anita Hill. So mm. I just want to say, Anita, girl, we so sorry. We should have heard. We should have listened to you. We fucked you up. dirty. We, we did, did you dirty. so dirty. So mm-hmm. for those of you who may or may not be old enough to know, um, Anita Hill is, we'll tell you what she is, but I'll tell you what she's saying. So she is an American author, a lawyer, and an educator, currently a professor of social policy and law and women's studies at Brandeis University, of course. Yes. Um, she, and but the most of us know her that Uncle Clarence got nominated for the Supreme Court way back in 1991. And He initially went through the confirmation hearings with no issue, but then Anita Hill was asked, hey girl, what happened? And Anita Hill told her story of sexual harassment uh, from Clarence and testified at his confirmation hearing in front of Joe Biden, weird. Um, Weird. So this queen, this Leo queen stood her ground and told the entire world how this man 
sexually harassed her for years, but somehow we just uh, made her discredited and allowed him to get on there. Um, she has written quite a bit of quite a few books. Um, the last one she wrote was in 2021. It's called Believing Our 30 Year Journey to End Gender Violence. She is probably one of the best women to speak on sexual harassment and ender ending gender violence. So Janelle, what do you think about that? Think about, about Anita, the... Anita Hill. Um, first of all, fuck Clarence Thomas. Um, <laughs> I think sexual harassment is one of those things that just like really gets swept under the rug and the higher up you are the worse it is it seems like and to put your personal business all out there on the line to just get that slap in the face is just wild but I think one thing about Leo's that we don't um credit ourselves enough on is resiliency so I'm glad that she's still in the fight because mm -hmm. going through that like that's a bruised ego for sure and like fuck y'all y'all <laughs> have y'all selves I'm out and she's still you know doing her thing so um also just like you were talking about earlier like being a leader or a trailblazer in, mm -hmm. in that in that aspect too so all right i agree 100 percent. that like <laughs> fucking good on her for for not just you know disappearing after that no, who could have blamed her joe biden just shitting all over her in his questioning of her in those hearings and like a broken system when we're rerunning some bullshit from 1991 and somehow it's setting us back 70 years because these two motherfuckers who didn't have that shit together in 1991 still don't have it together. Great. Love that. But also like, it's just so sad to think about it's, it's tragic to think about the many ways that if we, just listened to and valued black women in this society things would be better like if we had valued anita hill taken her seriously mm -hmm. clarence thomas doesn't get on the court and then neither does brett kavanaugh because it means that a credible sexual harassment or assault allegation disqualifies you from being on the fucking supreme court but like we made the wrong choice then Though white men who ran our government made the right choice, wrong choice then. And, uh, you know, we made the wrong choice four years ago with fucking Brett Kavanaugh, too. But Anita Hill did inspire a whole generation of women. In 1992, more women got elected to public office than ever before in history. And she continues to inspire because Leos are not going to quit That's fucking awesome. shining ever for anyone. And uh, nor should they. So, you know, Anita Hill, I'm sorry you are added to the list <laughs> of people who we owe apologies to. <laughs> All right. And that's, like you said, it's, it's so fitting for the 4th of July to speak on that because <laughs> black women have been saving this goddamn country and the world. While y'all give us all the crumbs, <laughs> Listen, none of the benefits, crumbs? every, every, right. Is it crumbs? <laughs> um, 
every time we look up, you help us, save us again, mm-hmm. please. We need mm-hmm. you. And it's just like, you know, we're getting tired. You get wear thin. No, we need okay. ourselves, so we say we, each other. We're not gonna stop fighting, but <laughs> the nerve and the audacity. Look at yourselves in the mirror tonight. Okay. So my next, okay, well that was some good tea. All right, so mm-hmm. my next Leo Sorry. queen, don't ever be, is Miss Viola Davis. We love her. Um, she is an actress, producer, and CEO and co-founder of Juby Productions, which she has with her husband. Um, she is the only African-American to get the Triple Crown. That is an Academy Award, an Emmy, and a Tony. Um, and mm, in the year 2017, mm. she won the most um, awards for Fences. Um, but... <laughs> Oh, okay, so two things. One, I think you guys have seen a video of her talking about being the black male street, but we know she's not getting black male street, but she's not getting Meryl Street money. But mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. the range in which she has, if mis- many of you have seen, she was Annalise Keating in How to Go to with Murder. Great. Mm-hmm. She's also in The Help. I think she, that one was, she was like, eh, maybe I shouldn't know, but appreciate her doing that. But uh, the check cleared. <laughs> listen, so there listen. you go, girl. Get your but money. <laughs> what I am most excited about is that her and her husband have produced a film um, about the Dahomey Amazons. And this was a tribe. It's called the, so this film is set to release in September. It is going to be called The Woman King. And it portrays true events of the Kingdom of Dahomey, one of the most power states in Africa in the 18th and 19th centuries. Um, Viola Davis will play Naniska, the general of the Dahomey Amazons, which, um, and they were an all-female military regiment of the Kingdom of Dahomey, which existed until 1904. Um, Oh, it's Wakanda. Okay. That part. Um, The Dahomey's male population faced high casualties because of frequent warfare in neighboring Western African countries, and they were forced to annually give slaves to the Oyo Empire. So I think I am super excited, actually, for this movie to come out. But um, I love that Viola Davis has used her platform to create her own production company and then to produce a film that is historical truth um, and has such great power for Black women. Black women. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that, Ms. Janelle? I think that's dope. I've never, and that's that's another thing, like, as pro-black as I am, I learn stuff every day that I had no idea about it. So as you were saying, I was like, that is dope as hell and interesting. <laughs> but um, it's needed, not not only for her to have her own production company as a black woman so that she can place more of us where we need to be at Hello. because white Hollywood's not doing it. <laughs> um, but those type of films that aren't the typical us being mammy and 12 years of slave stuff also is refreshing because that's usually the historical context mm-hmm. we get out of white Hollywood, which is like, yeah, we were a lot, a lot more things happened outside of that, you know? So I really think that's dope. I'm Hell looking yeah. forward to it. I'm glad you told me. Cause like, <laughs> yeah. I don't keep up with half the stuff that's going no. on anymore. So it's just like, Oh, okay have something to look forward to yes oh yeah that sounds like a hell of a film i can't (laughs) wait to see that shit like pro black women all day yes let's see this shit Mm -hmm. like and yeah i 
I don't know. Like it's, it is so sad. I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. Holly, ugh, just, just like, let people tell their own stories. You know, first of all, I was watching Aladdin with my son today, which is a fun film until you start to think that all the lyrics are all those songs about the, like the Arab world were surely written by white men and Aladdin's voiced by a white man and Jasmine's voiced by a white lady. And I'm just like, just let people tell their own stuff. Like why? People, or think about we whitewash to make everybody comfortable Egypt. though. Yeah. Every we, time oh, they which do is something in Africa. Egypt. It's like, <laughs> Right, the Prince of Egypt. What historical context are y'all using? Like, no. Why, remember, whitewashing allows white people to be comfortable in their space again. They, they, like, making white people uncomfortable is just not what the system is built to do. Right. 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 White, (laughs) white discomfort is the ultimate just, uh, as y'all said earlier, how dare you? (laughs) (laughs) That part. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so our final Leo Queen that we are going to talk about is uh, Megan, Duchess of Sussex. And, um, you know, before she was that, she was Meghan Markle, um, an actress on Suits. I never watched that show, but from what I heard, I guess, you know, she was on there for nine years, so I guess she was pretty good at it. Um, but then she said, <laughs> let me upgrade myself and marry a prince. Um, and so she, as everyone, we our all know, very she... own Princess Tiana, yes. <laughs> right? I'm she married uh, Prince Harry uh, from the royal family, and found a very interesting um, situation for herself to be in. She went into a very racist monarchy, um, and very much. <laughs> Thank you, Jamaica. We do too. I'm um, broke, y'all, and I'm black, y'all. And <laughs> if you were black girl, if you were black girl, no, it's good. Anyway, do your thing. All <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Um, but um, so she um, faced a lot of bullying and racism from the British press and from the British monarchy. And those of you who didn't even watch it, but I'm sure somebody, everybody's seen the clip of when they went to talk to Oprah. And the conversation came up of the skin tone of the children. So it's not to say that we know who exactly who said it, but enough people talked about it and not Mm -hmm. enough people defended that not being okay. And so Prince Harry and his wife was like, we out. They stepped down from the royal family and they moved to California to um, have their second child and live away from, you know, the monarch and all of those stuffy ass white rules um and so i commend her for standing up for herself for her mental health um because she had mentioned that she was suicidal with all of this and i think it goes back to again not allowing black women to be vulnerable not allowing black women to be mm-hmm. soft not allowing black women to have mental issues because black women y'all all right you can fight through it and you strong she, listen hey listen i America, black women is tired of being strong. Okay, just because it's natural. E D tired, motherfucking tired. Y'all remember that (laughs) motherfucking tired of being strong. And so, I um, commend her for standing up for herself and being able to remove herself from that very detrimental situation. Janelle, it was really awful. Like when she was going through her pregnancy, even and going through all of that. Because number one, like it was. 
obvious to people in our newer generation because we don't we don't really follow the British royalty as much. But since it was such an American topic with her in it, how racist the press was over there and like some of the shit they were saying, I was just like, seriously, y'all talking to a pregnant lady like this or about her like this? But um you know, it really says something about them that they had to escape to America of all places. <laughs> right. Yeah, that part right there. But I'm glad they have their, you know, safety and mental health um, together now. But it, like, that's what, that's colonization in a whole, right? Like, it does not surprise me that they had a skin tone conversation with people who literally created that problem in every colonized area in the world. So, <laughs> this up to her, but damn, man. Like, it's, again, is it 2022? <laughs> or 1922? 1822? 1722. Like I jumped timelines and nobody yes, told me. I told, we did. We did. <laughs> A couple yeah. times. I think the nodes the nodes did it. The nodes shifted. This is we, ghetto. Girl, what is this? Out you know, here. Earth is ghetto. I don't believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um um but yeah i think just uh, i i stand a leo queen that stands up for herself i never knew she was a leo though, yes ma'am so. yes mm-hmm. ma'am so that was our hot tea chat with a leo queen Ooh, I love now, it. thank you for your time we thank gotta y'all this you. was fun yes it was we knew it was gonna be fun we were so mm-hmm. ready we were so ready right because y'all are fun all the time it's just oh, me. you are fun all the time with the... thank you for always <laughs> bringing Fire, fire, fire to the chat. Lit, no, um, thank y'all, because this lit, is dope. Lit. I really like the show. I tell all my friends that are into astrology to watch it. Thank you. Y'all are, y'all are creating you. something really cool. Thank you. Thank Do you, you want to so promote much. anything before we kick you out? <laughs> um, No, but America, you don't have nothing to celebrate tomorrow. Get on y'all shit. <laughs> there you go. That's tell all them. I want to promote. As a black <laughs> woman, I'm feeling very oppressed at this time blackity black black <laughs> yes. and while y'all celebrating independence y'all need to bring that shit back <laughs> okay so instead of a promotion you're oh, giving you can, america you a demotion <laughs> <laughs> y'all can follow me on tiktok it's the same as my uh instagram which tell handle. them what it is tell them what it is oh girl. gotta gotta be goldie um it's a variety show of my uh psychosis and uh me raising my child we love it we listen i want to go back to just while we still have you briefly you talk about you know you're not wanting to um commit to being a postpartum doula when you knew you couldn't commit (sighs) the energy which 100 percent as a parent of a small child like you really have to preserve that energy but i will say when I was pregnant, um, I felt like nobody prepared me to have postpartum depression except one woman who told me she was a writer. On, I worked on Vampire Diaries at the time. One of the writers was like, the three months after my son was born were the hardest three months of my entire life. That was mm-hmm. the darkest time of my life. And I'm at the time, I was like, that's kind of a fucked up thing to say to me. But then afterwards, <laughs> when I was going through the darkest time of my life. Get your dusty energy. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, oh, man she was, I understand why she said that. And so 
for you as you are journeying into making fun content about, you know, raising a child and or, you know, what's going on in your brain, um, just know that you are doing helpful work, with, right? Sometimes just seeing that somebody else has had that thought has has had that notion see someone else has had that struggle is so meaningful when so much of what you see especially about motherhood and parent motherhood mm -hmm. specifically but parenting in general um on social media is so whitewashed emotion washed um you know perfection washed and filtered in all the worst ways and it can make you feel so inadequate so seeing anyone else who's like being real about their experience mm -hmm. and showing up for other mothers, um, I think is so important. So I encourage you to keep, keep dipping your toes you out got there it. into it. And keep I will, um, I'm going to send you a message of a collective that I do know of that's doing it, that you would be interested in. Um, black women. Got you. Awesome. Thank y'all so much. Yes. Thank great. you. All right. Kicking you out. Bloop. Bloop. <laughs> girl okay so we're running over our time so what do you want to do you want to just do the card yeah i think we pull a card okay. um we're gonna skip our audience questions this week maybe we'll do a pop-up sometime this week and just answer a couple questions or maybe we'll so... just answer them on our next episode we'll see right thank you janelle okay so before i do pull this question i did forget to mention this earlier um, I just want to say this. I'm going to be very uh, brief about it. You are more than welcome to look it up. Um, but I just want to give a moment to um, a moment in time to um, say rest in power to Jalen Walker. Um, he was a 25 year old uh, black male um, that was killed by the Akron, Ohio police last week. Um, he was shot an excessive amount of times over 50. That's all I'll say. Um, so I just want to give a moment to say rest in power, sir. Um, you will not be You will not die in vain. Um, sending loving, healing um, energy to your family and just some sort of um, day by day. I know that I'm getting all kind of tongue tied because it's just like I couldn't imagine um, so, sorry, your life was cut too soon, but we here at the Zodiac chat line, we, um, are saying a prayer for you and your family. So with that, um, that was nice. Janelle, you are a spicy little firecracker. We love you. A star. Um, we love the sunshine. That was a great little hot tea chat. Um, so today I'm going to pull from one of me and Cassie's favorite decks. The animal spirits, you know, represent that. We got a Leo, so, you know, as some sort of lioness energy. Um, I love these cards. I love these cards. Um, if you ever want to purchase them, they're really good because they are broken up into their elements. Um, and it's really interesting. Kim Kranz, that's uh, right, girl. Yes, Janelle's a Kim Kranz stand too. Yes. I gotta get her knows. alchemy deck. Oh. I think it just, did it just come? I think it just, it just came, came out, out recently. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh my goodness. Too many cards at once. I'm just going to pull one then. Sip on my tea a little bit while we would. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, ooh. 
we like the daddy elk huh? Ooh, okay <laughs> yeah the elk energy okay that's a that's a good good energy for right now yeah. i think moving into that i'm surprised we didn't get the deer um, <laughs> right all right here we go the elk stable resilient headstrong the father the great elk represents the earth element in its masculine form this means it provides underlying support and stability amidst life's many changes. An elk personality, whether male or female, is fully established in themselves and knows their core values. They become known and respected for acting in ways that uphold those values. Sometimes the elk's ego can become inflated, but for the most part, they make damn good fathers, mothers, lovers, and friends. The world needs more elk energy. When in balance, supportive, kind, and consistent. When out of balance, pretentious, high, and mighty. To bring into balance, eat and drink more consciously. <laughs> totally appropriate for all the energy we're about to step into. Yup. <laughs> so we love some elk energy. So guys, even in this time of craziness and upheaval, maintaining your core values, right? Mm -hmm. Like everybody's core values are actually coming to the forefront, but maintaining that and the stability within ourselves is the healthiest way, I think, for us to navigate um, these changing times. But, you know, um, <laughs> I can't we're be all right. right. Yeah, because right. we, got, we got Generation Alpha who was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> we're ready to go. Here for so, it. guys, we will see you next week with another guest. Um, Enjoy your Tuesday with Mercury going into Cancer and Mars going into Taurus. Um, Have fun with those feelings. <laughs> I was going to say, um, enjoy and embrace the feelings we still are in Cancer season. It's okay to cry it out because um, it's got to go somewhere. Um, and yeah, Cassie, you got anything? Nope. No. Nope. Have a great night. You know, it's all love, y'all. Peace. Peace.